So as we begin this season, the 40 days of Lent, I want us to remember together in the biblical story where the number 40 comes up in a significant way, a significant time in the life of the people of God. So the earliest time we see the number 40 come up in the biblical story, does anybody want to offer? It's in, well, before Exodus. Actually, Kurt was just talking about this story. That's right. In the time of Noah, it rained how much? How long? 40 days and 40 nights. And why was that a significant time? You think back on the story of Noah. It was just after God had created this amazing creation, and yet the people had turned away from God so much that they were, it was the undoing of creation. And so you have this rain, these 40 days, 40 nights, to bring a new creation, a new beginning. Very, very significant number, significant time. So the next one would be over here, Exodus. So what happens in the book of Exodus that has the number 40? 40 years, the people of God are out in the wilderness. They have left what? They have left... Egypt, where they were kept as slaves, and Moses leads them through the Red Sea, and they are heading toward the promised land, and it takes them a very long time, 40 years. Why did they need 40 years to get out of Egypt and to make their way to the promised land? What was that? They won't trust. Exactly. They keep wanting to go back to Egypt where they were enslaved. They'd rather live life there than have to actually depend on God. So this is a school. These 40 years are teaching the people how to depend on God and not to want to go back to what's familiar and enslaving, but to be God's people. And then we get into the New Testament. And where does the number 40 come up? That's right. Jesus, right after he's baptized, right after he begins his ministry, the very, very first thing that happens is that he chooses to go out. He's led by the Spirit to go out into the wilderness where he fasts for 40 days. And what happens while he's out there? He is tempted by Satan. He goes through all the wrestling that we go through. Wanting to worship other gods, wanting to depend upon ourselves, wanting to test God and be unfaithful. Jesus chooses to go into that suffering, that wrestling, that really is what Lent is all about. Jesus choosing to do that. Now before we get into our passage this morning in 1 Peter 3, I want you to know and to think about the fact that there is suffering going on for the church at the time that Peter... This letter is being written. And if we want to use our imaginations, you might think about what happened recently to the Coptic Christians in Egypt who were beheaded by the Islamic State simply because they're Christian, because they are followers of Jesus in Egypt. Horrifying, terrifying terrorism. This wasn't quite that bad yet, in the Roman Empire, but it was a hostile environment for people who were saying, Caesar is not God, but Jesus is Lord. 
They aren't losing their lives yet, but they're being intimidated. And we do know that ultimately what happens to Peter, the apostle Peter? He is martyred. He is killed for his faith. So here he's encouraging the Christians at that time living in a very hostile environment in the Roman Empire. And he's encouraging them to continue in their faith because Jesus went through his suffering victoriously and all powers and authorities will bow down to him. And so he hands to them a hymn celebrating the victory of Jesus. So listen to this scripture as we enter into it and pray beforehand that God will speak to us too, an encouraging word. Let's pray. We praise you, O God, that you speak to us, you encourage us, you lift us. You have come to save us in ways we don't even know we need, and we pray for your word to come alive for us now in this place, in this time, in this day, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. 1 Peter 3, verses 18 to 22, listen to God's word to you. For Christ also suffered for sins, once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in former times did not obey when God waited patiently in the days of Noah, during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is eight persons, were saved through water. And baptism, which this prefigured, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. This is the gift of God's word. Thanks be to God. In the 30 years that I have been in ministry, several times I've had the opportunity to do some continuing education and learning, which has been a rich experience. And oftentimes that learning has come in the form of an intensive which means at times three weeks usually is what the intensive has been. Sometimes there's two-week intensives. But for me, I remember the very first intensive I went to was back at Princeton. It was a preaching intensive three weeks back there. And I remember Heidi, uh, many of you know her. She's going to be the speaker for Great Getaway. Good friend of mine. We were both back there at the same time. Very rich experience. That recently, I had three years of three-week intensives in January when I was being trained to be a spiritual director. These intensives are great because you get to choose them. You don't have to do them. You get to choose them, and as you go into them, there's some readings that enrich you, and there's also um, there's projects you have to do, usually papers you have to write, but the best part is the practical piece. When we had the three-week intensive in preaching, all of us rotated, and we had to get up and actually preach and see if we were learning anything. In this intensive, and then we got some feedback from our colleagues. When we were in the spiritual direction training, those three weeks, every afternoon we had small group practicums where we had to practice spiritual direction on one another and then get feedback from the group. Very, very powerful to have these intensives freely chosen 
books, papers, but especially the practical piece. And I think Lent is a 40-day intensive. But it's not something you do just once. It's something we need to go back and enter into and relearn every year. Why? Because our life depends upon it. Our life depends upon God. And we have this problem of wandering away, this sin problem of turning away. I think when we complete the sentence, our life depends upon, we complete it how? Our life depends upon getting the right political party in power. Our lives depend upon having lots of money, especially to live in this area. Our lives depend upon having a great job. I don't know, how would you complete it? Our lives depend upon, and how do you think the culture completes it? Our lives depend upon what? Our kids being happy? Our lives depend upon being fit and buff and good looking. Our lives depend upon being in the right relationship, being loved. In the intensive that Jesus entered into, and all the intensives in the biblical story, it is to bring us back to this place of remembering, oh yeah, our lives depend upon God and God alone. And Jesus entered into his intensive, not just 40 days, but the intensive of his death, his passion, for one reason, to bring you, to bring me back to God. That's the purpose. So as we enter into this 40-day intensive that is Lent, that we don't just do once, but every year, I hear ringing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, somebody might want to check. There's some ringing going on. But as we enter into our intensive of Lent, I actually want to invite you to enter into a practice, to enter into similar to the things that happened in a normal intensive, where there's some reading that you can do, where there's some practices that you can take on. And I'm actually going to suggest five to you and I'm also going to invite you, when we're done, to register. You're going to come up front if you want to. You get to freely choose this. Nobody's going to force you. But it's your opportunity to enter into the 40 days of Lent as an intensive to actually learn anew and to enter anew into that which is going to turn you and return you to God. These are my five suggestions about what you might do. And I also have them on a half-sheet handout so that when you do come forward, you can pick them up here if you want to, so you'll remember. And I'll send it out next week as well. First thing is just that whole topic of sin. This passage began with Jesus suffered once for, let's see, Jesus suffered for sins once for all. And we are learning as we are preparing for our Lenten um, season in this church that for a lot of people, when you hear the word sin... It makes you just go, ah, sin, that word is just a, it brings up negative, not just the fact that it is about negative things, but it's like, 
makes me feel like I'm a bad person. And instead of bringing up something that makes you want to turn to God and feel a sense of hope and feel a sense of God wants to rescue you or save you, there's a sense of that, that word is just turns me off, turns me away from God. So we're realizing that the language of sin and even the word sin, it's been abused. So how do we understand what the reality of it is so that we can understand what grace is, what God's love is, what salvation is, what Easter is about? There's a great book, great author, Barbara Brown Taylor, one of my favorites. In fact, both of these books are by her that I'm going to recommend. Speaking of Sin, it was written 15 years ago, but I think it's really helpful in terms of helping us understand and recapture the word and what it actually means and understand how it's been abused and why we're so turned off to it. So that's one track that you might choose in this 40-day intensive. Another track you might choose is just the whole understanding of the suffering of Jesus Christ. I've heard people have said to me, I hate Lent. Why can't we just focus on Easter? It's so depressing. Why do we have to go and, and put out the candles every week? Usually we have like a dark shroud on the cross. And then through this lens, you're going to see we're going to have a, this beautiful sun that's going to get darkened and darkened and darkened by the curtains until it goes out completely. And I've heard people say, I don't like this. Why do we have to do this and go down that depressing kind of topic? It's actually really important to understand the work of God and the work that God does in the darkness, in the darkness of our living, in the darkness of our lives, in facing the darkness, in being in the darkness, entering into the suffering. The most recent book that Barbara Brown Taylor has written is called Learning to Walk in the Dark. Really interesting book in terms of the value of darkness and the importance of it as a part of God's creation. So this is a book that I'm recommending to you that may be a track you want to take in this 40-day intensive of Lent. Another one that we're more familiar with in, as far as the word, but not the practice, is fasting. Taking away something out of your life in order to be more prayerful. For myself, I have chosen a couple things, but the one that I'm going to do that I think actually is going to lead me to God is usually at the end of the day, I love to chill out, have a glass of wine through Lent. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get my guitar and sing. So I'm not just taking something out. I'm going to turn to something. But that's a new kind of fast for me, and I'm choosing that, and that's not easy for me because I'd rather have a glass of wine. <laughs> Another practice that is not so familiar to us, and I've got a link up here, by the way, to learn more about fasting, but also is meditation where you choose some time of silence, where you are still, just the simplicity of emptying out everything in order to just rest in God, to be less absorbed with yourself, more free for love. So there is a great link here about the practice of meditation, the Christ Christian practice of meditation, and we're actually going to be doing some of that stillness in worship as we move through Lent. But that's another track. You could learn more about that and maybe practice or try out meditation. The last one is Philippians 2, 1 through 11, is this incredible hymn that you are being invited to memorize. All 11 verses. 
because it will help you dwell in the victory that Jesus has won for us in the greatness of his self-giving. You've already been receiving devotionals from people who have been dwelling in this text already, committed to memorize it, have written um, devotionals on it. And if you aren't on our email blast, please go to our website, get on the email blast, and you'll start receiving these devotionals. I still need about 10 more people to do the devotional. If you are interested, you can let me know. But really encourage you to commit to memorize Philippians 2, 1 through 11. I know some of you have said to me, I can't memorize. I I don't have a memory anymore. But yes, you do. Yes, you do. You can do that. So the goal of this intensive is not to get a good grade. When I took my most recent intensives, I did it pass-fail. I didn't want to look at my grade. I wanted it to be about the learning. I wanted it to be about becoming a good spiritual director and not getting a good grade. And the goal of Jesus' intensive and this 40-day season of Lent is to bring you to God. So my choice you heard, what is your choice? Maybe you have something that I didn't even mention. Maybe it's something you know that will, will help you in terms of an obstacle, whether it's sin language or some other obstacle that's in the way of your relationship with God that you want to commit to. So you are invited as we sing our song, our follow-up song, to come forward, there's a cross here that's on the ground, and on top of it is some cardboard. And you are invited to come and to take a pen and to write on here, which I'm going to do right now, what you are committing to do during the 40-day intensive of Lent. So you just write it on here, and you may be sitting next to somebody who's not quite as mobile as you are, and you might ask them, do you want me to write yours on there for you? so that they don't have to come up and do this. But while you're up here, you can also take a half sheet, if that would be helpful to you, of some of the suggestions I made. But come register. You might be thinking, oh, this is private. I don't want people to see what I'm doing. This is between me and God. You know what? You're never going to do this without the church. First Peter was about the church. We need each other. Everything that's been written, everything we're reading, everything we learn, we learn from the people of God. So this is your time to register for the 40-day intensive of Lent. What do you want to take on? Come on up, take a sheet, write it on the cross while we're singing.